You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today is Thursday, March 4th, 2021. On the show today, part two of my crossover conversation with Dylan Short of the Locked On Braves podcast. I know there's uh, spring training games going on right now, guys, but I'm kind of going to recap all that action tomorrow on the Friday show. We'll kind of talk about this week in spring training. We'll discuss the John Lester news. Obviously, I saw, you know, he's getting the thyroid surgery and will be out for a week, so we'll touch on that tomorrow. And we'll have some more details about it. But Dylan and I had a really fun, long conversation. Uh, and this one, we discussed the pitching and really get into who has got the better rotation between the Braves and the Nats. I kind of make the case for the Nats front end and the Braves depth. And we kind of go back and forth. Awesome conversation with Dylan and I. And then we have a fun segment in the end where if you guys are combat sports fans, you'll appreciate this. Um, we compare the NL East to... Uh, to a UFC division. And so the reason why we do that is because we keep saying steel cage match, steel cage match, you know, and <clears throat> there's obviously no steel cages in the UFC, but it is a cage fight. So we kind of decide to compare the cage fight in the National League East to actual cage fighters. Um, so that was pretty fun. And you guys will enjoy that segment towards the back end of the show. We talk really a whole lot of pitching in this episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Well, let's talk about pitching. Um, I think, you know, I, I think two things here. Um, the Nats are the better beginning. You know, if you stack rotation up side by side, the Nats definitely get the check mark for the better front end uh, if, if at full strength. And then the Braves get the check mark for having the better all around overall rotation, no doubt. Um, Soroka, how is he doing? I saw he's kind of rehabbing, coming back. What's the status on that? Soroka wants to be ready opening day. Uh, I think if the Braves are smart, and I think they are, I think he should yeah. probably sit for the first month or so um, mm-hmm. because the Braves have enough pitching behind them, young guys to fill in. It's only be, what, two or three starts maybe. You really don't use a fifth starter for like the first two weeks anyway. Uh, so it would probably be better served to give him a little bit extra time since he's going to have to run the bases and all that jazz too. Uh, no harm in being extra careful, especially when you need Soroka at the end of the year more than you need him at the beginning. I'm actually not entirely certain that the Nats are a better top end. I think okay. there's a lot of questions that, that Scherzer is going to have to answer because he's, what, 37 now? Mm-hmm. He was not particularly impressive last year, and maybe he was hurt. Um, Strasburg. So I have a very love-hate relationship with Strasburg. Mm. Strasburg is a very, very talented pitcher. I think he's, he's one of the more talented pitchers to come out of the college ranks in a while. Um, I also think he's – how can I say this without being too rude? Um, you know, just a you're, – you're an MMA guy. Uh, you have, you've, ever, you've seen Derek Lewis when he gets hit with a body shot. He yeah. basically just kind of turtles right away. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Strasburg is kind of like that. Uh, at the first sign of adversity, he kind of crumbles a little bit. Uh, and it, definitely against the Braves. He had that game in 2018 yeah. in Atlanta I'll where say he this, pulled he's himself a bad out of a game. Starter. He's a bad. Oh, here's the thing is like he, he is, he, yes, in early situations, he, you can rough him up some. Once the train gets on the tracks, it's going one way. And normally you ain't fighting back. That, that is right. What, 
about him is that yeah he he will he is very much susceptible to to being touched up early and not being able to do much about it until he kind he's of he's got this weird mode like when he like when he's dialed in you're not touching him all game until he decides that he's coming out of the game if you get to him early in the first two innings it's going to snowball on him and if he walks you or if the way that you deal with Strasburg is it seems backwards of when you have a guy that throws 98, 99, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, make him throw his off speed. No, with Strasburg, it's mm-hmm. make him throw the fastball. Yes. If you can make him just throw the fastball, then obviously you're going to do better. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think one and for the Nats, it's all about being healthy. Uh, Corbin talked at length sure. about, about not being, you know, not being hundred percent. And that, that's all pitching staffs right now. I mean, I think, not saying any any injuries are blessings, but I think last year for the Braves, the ability to discover Ian Anderson was um, yes. I mean that guy and what he brings Bryce Wilson at the end of the season for yeah. him to have that that dominate where he outdueled Kershaw in the postseason that was huge. And I mean also too you think about think about you know Ian, how old is Ian Anderson? What twenty is he in his mid twenties? Twenty three maybe twenty two twenty three. You know, you got a couple guys in rotation. You know, I just turned 24 the other day who are, you know, younger than I am. And they're already, you know, I mean, the guys with playoff experience, guys, you know, we, you know, we think, I mean, I think Mike Soroka, it's safe to say, you know, it's a good chance he wins a Cy Young at some point in his career. Um, well, that's yeah. the funny thing. I actually think Soroka might end up being the fourth best pitcher in this rotation. You really think so? You think, oh, Freed's got – Max I mean, is the best. Max yeah. is the best pitcher yeah. in this rotation easily. Yeah. That's – to me, when you're stacking the Braves and the Nats side by side – it's Freed and Strasburg. It's Morton and Scherzer. It's uh, I would probably say Soroka and Corbin because they're fairly similar in the way that they attack hitters. Even though Corbin is essentially a, a mostly slider, their their pathway to attacking hitters, where they're very ground ball reliant, they generally outperform their metrics. Is pretty similar. Um, but that that Freed, I'm full disclosure. Huge bias when it comes to Freed. Freed has been my guy from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got the prettiest curveball I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. And it's insane the number of amazing hitters he's made look amateurish with it. Um, the thing for Max has always been, can he stay healthy? He's had blister right. issues before. It took him a while to get established the way he has. But he's my favorite. And I think, I think Morton being there this year is going to be very, very big. Uh, really for all of the pitchers, but especially a guy like Soroka, uh, who has a curveball, but it's not really his main pitch. Because if there's anybody that can challenge Max for best curveball in baseball, it's Charlie Morton. Quick pause for the cause today here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine and control modules to brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can just go to rockauto.com? Go to rockauto.com today and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so you know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also, go check out uh, Locked On Today, new podcast, Locked On Podcast Network. Peter Bukowski gets you set every day for the news and notes you need to know in sports. Get it wherever you guys get your podcast. It's called Locked On Today. 
What's interesting too, and one of the things I only we, we've talked about enough is I, I love the Drew Smiley acquisition. I thought that I'm was, glad you do. I I love it. I don't it. know. I well, here's the thing. For a, look, look, just just take a pause and and take a look to your left, or, or I guess for you, take a look north and see what they got going on in DC right now. I mean, they've got they've got Austin Voth, Eric Fetty, and Joe Ross pitching out in spring training for that fifth spot. I'd much rather have Drew Smiley. Uh, and and yeah, but I'm not certain I'd rather have Drew Smiley than Bryce Wilson. Well, yeah, That's my I, yeah. On Drew Smiley, he's never but, done it. Like he's always hurt. But here's the thing: he's 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 the fifth starter, and so all you have to do in that spot is just go out and be you. Uh, you know, not That's not true. not be a disaster. I, I even say that for the fourth yeah. spot too. Just don't be a complete disaster. And for a guy like a veteran like that, fifth spot, hell yeah, sign me up for Drew Smiley as a fifth starter. That's a guy that I thought the Nationals should have pursued, honestly, as well. Uh, I like it just seems in insane to-, to me that he got 11 million, that he more than tripled his salary. I look depth. I mean, I think here's actually, you know, you might not love the signing as, as somebody who's covering from Nat's perspective, I was like, that's a, that's a big signing for them. Cause that means that they're, they're building quality depth. They're in a space where, you know, they're not going to have to bring up a young guy and say, all right, well, we're kind of throwing you into the fire here. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've got, guys in the rotation you know they've got experience now in the rotation and i, I do think it's valuable I, I do think having the kind of those guys around um because you know drew smiley is you know uh pitchers i mean god he's how old is drew smiley now he's what low 30s 30 yeah, but, but, he's, but he's still he's been pitching for a while i mean you know he's he's yeah. uh you know he's been around the league for a while so still a veteran player and i think it's nice to have those guys sprinkled in and also you know another lefty right you know you know never left-handed pitching in baseball uh you know it's, it's hard to find those quality lefties all the time. Well, the good thing about Smiley is, is even if he doesn't work out as a starter because he, ha- he doesn't, he really he doesn't have a lot of good starter innings. He's got about 20 innings. He has been a very, very effective reliever too. So it's not like that there's not a backup. If he just gets outperformed, then he can, already, he can always go into the bullpen anyway and be an upgrade there, even though the Braves have a pretty elite bullpen. So I, I like the depth. I just, it just seems like a lot of money for a guy that's off. Now for, for Alex, this is where me and Alex kind of differ a little bit. So Alex is big into the expected stats, like XERA, X plugging, all that stuff. I'm not a big fan of expected stats. So that's kind of with, with Smiley, it is 100% all expected stats. Mm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Now for the nationals on the flip side of that, we know about Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. How does the other two really hash themselves out? I didn't like John Lester. I didn't like the signing. Um, Neither to, did I. I was to, really happy that y'all did that and not the Braves. Yeah, let's be honest about it. You know, and, and I got some pushback. Um, I, you know, I talked to uh, you know some people who cover the team, and there was some pushback on you know the idea that that John Lester, you know, I guess basically basically the impact he has. But let's be honest here. These guys, basically done. yeah, these guys, here's the thing. as much as it's nice to pick, pick somebody's brain, like John Lester, you know, Corbin Strasburg and Scherzer are all in their thirties. You know, those are all guys. right. They're not young guys. Yeah. They don't need the, they don't always, they don't necessarily need that kind of influence. And, and to be honest, I never thought of Lester as, a, as an extremely cerebral pitcher, which is why I don't think he aged very well. Well, I also think too, just his, his, his age is going the wrong direction. And so are his numbers. And right. Um, His velos dropped and he's 
like, I think the bigger issue with, with Lester has is, is been his Vila. I mean, and the, his lack of, of a consistent secondary. So I don't really know what he would be bringing. Like Scherzer doesn't need any help. If any, like you have Max Scherzer, there's literally nobody else who could teach your pitchers better. Like, so you, I, I don't buy into that. Oh, Lester's a great guy for them to learn from. Max doesn't need any help. He's multiple time Cy Young winner, the best pitcher in the game for. I mean, if you tally his career, he's probably been the best pitcher in baseball consistently for over half of his seasons. Yeah, and, and, and look, just, it's not. It's not like there's there's you know there's not small things they can learn. Obviously, but I mean. This is, you know, I think a John Lester would would not saying it would help the actual rotation stuff, but like John Lester could help the player, you know, the, the Braves pitching staff more than he could help the Nats. So that makes sense, you know, from a maybe. You, you well, know that I mean? was the argument that a lot of Braves fans were making. I've just I've never bought in on John Lester or really any of those Red Sox pitchers. Uh, I've never bought in that any of them were really all that cerebral. Which, if you're going to teach young guys. You got to kind of be able to show them how you got to where you got to, not just hey, throw this pitch. Right, show me your work uh, is kind of you know right. kind of what you're saying in that situation. Yeah, and um, I saw the you know kind of wrap things up. I saw the Braves already back to their old ways yesterday, making the the, the mercy rule was in effect on on poor Garrett Richards. <laughs> um, also, too, can we get all the spring training games on televised, please? Right, like come on now. Why I don't know why I don't know why. Major League Baseball hates Major League Baseball. Like, what do you Talks want about me to do? How, like, oh, I'm we need sorry. to get more fans in it. <laughs> we like, need Nats, to get more fans involved, but Nats now we're not going to show like, the game. I, I can't break down the Nats spring training game yesterday. You know why? Because it wasn't on TV. I, I, right, I, the I, Braves. I like, I had to, I had to, like, it wasn't on a mainstream channel, so I had to mess around and kind of try to stream it and talk about it during during the show. It's It's... It's nice to have baseball back, but I wish baseball would get out of their own way a little bit. And that, yeah, that holds for blackouts, too. Blackouts are the dumbest thing. Baseball is the only sport that does blackouts. And now that you're not on a streaming service, baseball is the only sport where the people in charge of it seem to actively hate the sport. Yeah, they, they seem to be just trying to like impede their own progress. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, incredible. Um, and, and I actually had somebody on my show yesterday uh, talking about it. You know, the lockout in 2022 seems kind of on track to happen, just especially with the performance. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the, with the performance of the Players Association and the league put on um, last season, you know, I think, I think I'm expecting an encore. Are you? Oh, I think it's going to be worse. I thought baseball had a chance to kind of throw – like an olive branch by adding in the DH for this season without expecting anything in return, but they couldn't make themselves do it. And and for, I think the biggest issue with it and why, why I'm pretty much always on the side of the players is the owners always go straight to putting it public to try to turn public perception against the players. See, again, it's the only league that does that. And it's just Bush league. Like that's not how you negotiate. That's not how you build trust. That's not how you avoid a strike. Like that's, if you want to make a t- like, if you want to make a sports strike, talk a bunch of mess about the players to their fans. Yeah, I mean, and they they, they the organizationally, I think also, you know, I'm on the side of the players. It doesn't mean I think the representation did a good job. Uh, of, no, Tony know, Clark is not good. Yeah, and look, it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of the problem that that I, I will say this: Major League Baseball players are very good at shutting up and kind of backing, I guess they're, you know, they're, they're unions. Right. Right. I, I think that that's, that's kind of a big part of it. 
like in the NBA, I mean, you got like LeBron undermining Michelle Roberts and Chris Paul all the time. It's just like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, because I actually think that NBA's represent- representation. I mean, look, NBA players are on average the the. I think the NBA jumped the shark. I think they jumped the shark, and they've allowed players a little too much leeway. I know, with right? That. I mean, I mean, who 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 has it better than the NBA players? I mean, they have the you know the right. salaries great. They you know uh, they basically like, run the NBA, now. is there. <laughs> Is there anything more of a joke than saying that the NBA has anti-tampering rules? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, they literally just talk about it on Twitter. Hey, man, want to come play with me? Yeah, no, I, I mean, Anthony Davis in the middle of the season, you know, just being like, I'd like to be traded, uh, and here's where I'd like to be traded to. Via, like, I would only statement. like to be traded to the Lakers. Yeah, well, I mean, the NFL just, is having a little bit of that right now, um, where it's like, you know, I, I don't necessarily love it. Um I mean, has that ever happened in baseball where we've, where we've seen a player like is Sean, I mean, no. I, I love Deshaun Watson, but I can't ever think of a situation where a guy is like, yes, yeah, you know, this losing thing ain't fun. I mean, there've been players that have been like, all right, I'm not playing if I'm still here. Like Ian Desmond, perfect example. The only reason Ian Desmond isn't playing this year is because he doesn't want to play for the Rockies. He doesn't want to play for a last place team. So he's basically just going to sit out the season let his contract go out, and I guarantee you he'll be back with the team, maybe even the Nationals, to end his career, but he'll be back again next year. One more quick break on the show today. Today's show is brought to you in part by betonline.ag. You guys know the deal. Go to betonline.ag, use that promo code Locked On. you'll receive a 50% discount or 50% welcome bonus when you deposit. So if you deposit $100, bucks, will give you an extra 50 Play some bets, guys. Go and find a line you like. I want to know. Maybe you can tweet it at me, DM me. I don't even know. But let me know if there's a line you like coming up for this baseball season. Go find every single type of future player prop you could possibly want at betonline.ag. they got so many of them. And also they make custom lines, so I, I can actually get some of those fixed up for you all if you want to. Just let me know once again. DM me. But they've got NHL. They've got NBA. They've got college hoops. Uh, they've got everything you guys could possibly want. Draft odds for the NFL draft. Even though there's a big wrestling pay-per-view, they'll have you know you can go bet on that at betonline.ag. All right, so you guys, once again, betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on, and you'll receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Dylan. We're it's, it's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. La- uh, one one final point here on uh, yes. uh, for for the NL East. If we were to compare them, because you and I are both big MMA fans, uh, yes. we talked about this a little bit. Oh, yeah, which, yeah, uh, yeah. Which, which division would you call them? All right, so I so I said lightweight. So and and actually, I I created a comp for each one of the teams. Uh, Perfect. The Braves. I have them as Dustin Poirier, and uh, it's because right now they're at the peak of their powers. Um, they have tasted a version of you know uh, of some recognized winning right interim championship for Dustin Poirier mm-hmm. winning the division several times for the Braves right but not the main crown would be the unified lightweight championship and then obviously world series for the Braves uh for right. the nationals I have them this this is an interesting I'm wonder, wondering if you feel this I have them as um Justin Gaethje actually no not Justin Gaethje excuse me excuse me uh, I meant Justin Gaethje uh, I meant uh, Conor McGregor um, and the reason why is this, they reached the mountaintop, they reached the pinnacle, uh, mm-hmm. major setback, <laughs> major, major. <laughs> setback. And now it's kind of been nothing but sex, the setbacks ever since. Right, no, well, still is an outside shot at winning a title again, but I don't like their chances. So that's where I go. Yeah, with, it's with basically that one. one, one area, one pathway to success. Yes. That, that's where I go with that one. Um, 
the let's see the Phillies. I'm gonna go. This this might be a weird one. Michael Chandler. Um, on any day they can not get you out of there, right? Because they've just got. I mean, they've got uh, you know two just complete star stars in their lineup. Mm-hmm. But over the long haul, it's just not. I mean, you know, over the long, yeah, it's not sustainable. Not sustainable, right? And Michael Chandler, you know, is not. He is shot out of a cannon and then slows down. Um, he's five two. There's only so much you can do against yeah, the rest right, of the yeah. lightweight division. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's not a very tall guy. Uh, but University of Missouri, uh, Gage, you Gage, you'll blast him out of there. Yeah, uh, I would say the Mets are uh, are Justin Gaethje, and my comparison for this would be. Um, you know, in recent memory, they got themselves, you know, in 2015, um, they got themselves to a championship. They lost in awful fashion, but they still have all. And, and now I kind of know that, uh, a guy, who, Justin Gage, notably retooled after, you know, he had those several losses, um, you know, committed that calf kick and, uh, you know, became much more a, a committed to playing a little bit of defense and a not little bit just of defense head and, down. and he became and, and became, you know, <laughs> one of the best three lightweights in the world, which was awesome to see. Um so kind of you know a, a guy that's retooled and lost, but still has a chance to go further. Uh, and then, I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I, I think calling Charles Oliveira the Marlins is a bit disingenuous to Charles Oliveira. So, oh, that's definitely disingenuous. Yeah, Charles Oliveira is probably the most win, well-rounded fighter in life. Yeah, he's got a chance to win the division. So let's just call him Tony Ferguson. Uh, they, you know, they, I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah, you know, we're really unsure about where they go from here, especially considering the competition. Right, but cardio for days, but just still they, wears you out. Still, they, yeah, yes. wears you out with the way that they run, the, the the aggression that they play with. That's I think that's a pretty good comp there. Yeah, I, I think that's that's where I go with that. So, all right, so that that's mine. Where would you go with with yours? You know, I think I was originally going to do middleweight, okay. but I think I'm going to switch to welterweight. Okay. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to say Kamaru Usman. Um, because frankly, I don't think that there's any team that really matches up well with him. But I think the Braves are a little bit like Gilbert Burns. Um, they've got the ability to put you out with with one shot. They're just well-rounded enough to, mm-hmm. to beat you anywhere on the mat. Um, I think if you were to say anybody, the Dodgers would be kind of the Usman where yeah. they recovered from the punch. Uh, I think this is where it gets tricky for the Mets, because I do think they're the number two team in the division. With welterweight, there's a number of ways they can go because I do think the Mets have some warts, especially defensive warts. But when you have that pitching, you can put away anybody. So that is uh, that's a difficult was, one to, to really Leon, do. Leon Roberts maybe was the one I was maybe thinking. Uh, you know who? That's that's not a bad one. I think uh, I'm really sad about Hamzat Jemayev. I actually yes, I think I think Colby is. I think Colby's a pretty good example. The Mets and their fans are super annoying. They never shut up. Uh, but for for how much how annoying they are and how much everybody hates them, he's still a really really good fighter. Yes. And I think I think the Mets are one of those sneaky types. Everybody hates them because everybody hates Mets fans. Um, so I think that's a pretty good one. Um, the Nets. Tyron Woodley. <laughs> no, no. I, think, I don't champion. think uh, I don't think the Nats are done. I don't think the Nats are done. I still think they have a shot. Uh, Steven Thompson? I would say, I, yeah, I'd say Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah. Probably Just, not going to get back to the pinnacle, but, but there's st- always that shot out yeah. there. Like Probably probably never going to get to the top of the mountain again, but 
but they still have that pitching staff. So when they still have a shot day in and day out and a five game series, being able to run out Strasburg, Scherzer and Corbin, it's, it's still a pretty elite top three. Where to go with the Marlins though. Oh, if you get the Phillies and the Marlins, so the, the, these, these See, are the, the Phillies. Phillies are Chris Weidman. Well, First onto the scene for a while, held over to the division for a bit, and they have been far left in the dust. It's a good one. I like that. I have, and also uh, we actually forgot about. Actually, d- does does Jorge Masvidal have to be the um, to be the Marlins because just because the Miami tie? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a pretty good one anyway. I think he pretty. Yeah, I, I think, think that uh, my, he's, he's the prototypical Miami. Or Chiesa. Chiesa? Ooh, that's a good one. Chiesa's been on fire since he's, you know, know, in the division. Since he's moved up, but he's smaller. He's not, you know, he's not the powerhouse. Right, limited skill set, wrestling guy. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, Chiesa's where I go with that one. You can go with Chiesa or with Masvidal because, I mean, the Marlins got into the postseason when they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, and if it were uh, over a full 162, Masvidal I, has gotten two title shots that he didn't and you, deserve. And you can uh, you argue Masvidal's got no business at this stage of his career being where he is, but he is. Right. I mean, the guy. Yeah, no, I think forever. I think that those two would be pretty good ones there. I think that's pretty good. I uh, I got to tell you though, I like that lightweight rankings. Those were all those those were all good. Yeah, comps. I keep saying steel cage match whenever you know, and obviously it's a wrestling term whenever I talk about the Nationals. <laughs> right. But as somebody pays attention to MMA, you know, everybody's always say, oh, my God, lightweight, 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 lightweight. And they're right because of how, I mean, just how freaking loaded it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's an elite division. It's, it, for my money, it's the most talented division in baseball. Yeah, oh, it's not even Maybe close. you can make the case for the AL East because I think the Blue Jays are going to be – I think the Blue Jays have a real shot at the playoffs this year. Like, yeah, I, not I think just so. sneaking. I, I, I think the Blue I, I Jays have a shot to win, to win that division. Yeah, yeah well, the, the, in the Reds, because the problem is the the Red Sox. Um, you know, the, they're going to suck. Yeah, the the Orioles are awful, and you know what? What's up with the the Yankees is this: is that they just got to stay healthy. Um, the they Rays, also play in a child ballpark. Yeah, the Rays are interesting to me because how many times can you unstock <laughs> yeah. the cupboard and restock it? Right. I, I, they're they're the smart. They're so brilliant at what they do. I mean, I, it's just they it, they are the prototypical. Have you ever heard of those NFL teams when they say scheme over player? Right. That's what the Rays are. I mean, the, every one of their players is basically a platoon player. They have very few full time players. They identify one or two traits, and they completely play those guys to their strengths and minimize their weaknesses. It's absolutely insane. That's why they will trade anybody. That's why they're able to be that good with like a $40 million payroll. And that's why their GMs and their front office guys go on to be other teams' GMs. Like, if you look at the Rays' track record right now, if you were to take basically all the top teams in baseball, their GMs or their front office members who build their teams have all come from the Rays. Yeah, and there's no, there's no, you know, it's pretty incredible. But it's like how many, it kind of reminds you, honestly, of the Spurs back in the day, uh, you know. Well, yes. But I mean, the number of Spurs assistants, you know, that were in the league a few years ago, it was just absolutely staggering. Yeah, um, it's just they they know what works and they get players that work. They don't overstress anything. They don't go out there and play to try to play like Powerball or flashy ball. They just go out there and they they do their thing and they scratch out a bunch of three one games and they just. It also helps that they have the best coach in baseball. Yeah, my, my question though is, I mean, how many times can you throw out G Man Joy and expect you know every single day, and also trade <laughs> right. trade, trade Blake Snell, and then you know not resign Charlie Morton? 
um, and expect to be good to go. Like, you know, uh, yeah. I'm sure we're saying this now. And then Chris Archer, you know, Chris Archer might go out and win, you know, the Cy Young next year and we'll all look like idiots. But I don't, I just don't know how many times you can do it, you know? I, I'm, I'm with you. I think I, I don't like picking against them, but I think this is probably the year that they're, that they're not going to, to make it. Yeah. All right, Dylan, where can people find you and uh, your work, the podcast, everything? So obviously you can find me on Locked on Braves. All you Braves fans are already listening to this, so you know where to find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan X Short. Uh, if you, I guarantee you if you talk to me, I'll talk to you back. Um, pretty much how it goes. But you can find all my other stuff, my other podcasts, another Braves podcast as well. You guys are probably all familiar with that. But uh, yeah, basically just go with the Twitter. All right, and you can find me at Josh Davis underscore. You can find the show at LO underscore Nationals. And also, if you're interested in Big 12 or college sports in general, I host Locked On Big 12 as well. Uh, so you guys can go check that out. All right, Dylan, always, ta- always awesome talking to you, man. Absolutely. All right, that will do it for the show today. Awesome two-parter with my guy, Dylan Short of Locked On Braves. Go check him out. Follow me on Twitter, guys, at LO underscore Nationals. Follow the show. Oh, that's the show, at LO Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And until next time, my friends, please stay safe.